Thanks for listening to the Best of Coast to Coast podcast. If you want to hear more than just this highlight from the program, become a Coast Insider, and you can listen to the full episode, plus recent shows covering the mysterious death of Kurt Cobain, the possibility that government may soon reveal the truth about UFOs, and the power of witchcraft as told by an actual practicing witch. Start listening now by heading over to coasttocoastam.com and signing up for Coast Insider. Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. And welcome back to Coast to Coast. Stanley Bing with us. His book is called Immortal Life. Stanley, is it conceivable that in the future we will have something, let's say, connected to the back of our heads, almost like a plug, and then they can just click in and download and upload and do whatever they need to do to us? Yeah, well, I think where they're doing it now, except it's with a external object, your phone. I mean, you're down. They're downloading uh, automatically, doing downloads to things when you have approved it. Um, you know, they're aware of what you like and don't like. I mean, when you do Netflix, it says there's a, you know, sixty percent chance you're going to like this movie. That's based on Jeez. your knowledge of you as a viewer. Yeah. So, you know, there's a lot of that going on constantly, and that's why people want you to use uh, all these websites. They take your, um, you know, your, your financial information. They take your personal preferences. That's all being stored uh, by all the companies that, uh, that we deal with every day. Uh, they're, they're learning more about us every day. And, um, you know, so right now that's happening with an external object, which is your phone, but you know, I don't think... Certainly, they're not going to need wires to do it. Everything is wireless at this point. Everything goes from right from the cloud to you. And uh, that's a link-up that's going to only get stronger and stronger um, You know, as time goes by and we become more and more dependent on our communications hardware. And that's one of the things that I think about in the book a bit, which is, you know, people used to sit and talk, and people used to sit and have their own thoughts. And now it really is very uncommon to see uh, people sitting without looking at a screen. And uh, if you imagine that that screen is now going to be inside your head, and it's going to have images coming, pouring into your head uh, at all times of the day and night, and I think the implications for people, the way people talk to each other and relate to each other are are, you know, very profound. So your question is a great one. That They're going to, and by they I mean we, the companies that we all work for, will have tremendous access to us, to what we want, to what we don't want, to what we like, and what we need. Um, you know, I think it's very possible that you'll be sitting in your backyard in the next few years and a drone will come by, uh, you know, a little, uh, little airplane of some kind, and inform you that, you know, you're out of razor blades. Yeah, no, I think you're right. You know what is remarkable, too, these days? I am fascinated by GPS. I mean, with your phone or with whatever device you might have, you can get instant directions, and they even talk to you. A voice comes on and says, turn left in a quarter mile. Yeah, I Who would have thought young, that a few years British ago? lady doing that for me. Yeah, I do, too. And uh, <laughs> And and who would have thought of that a few years ago? It's amazing. Well, you know, there was an interesting story that I read today in the paper about the fact that once quiet neighborhoods are now swarming with traffic because Waze and, uh, and Google Maps and other directional systems are directing them away from uh, directing drivers 
away from main thoroughfares, and it'll say, you know, turn left at the next corner, and all of a sudden you're in a very quiet, lovely neighborhood with a hundred other wazers. Jeez. And, and so, you know, it's changing the way people drive and the way people get places. During the fires in California, uh, I heard that uh, they had a problem because, um, you know, the ways and the other directional uh, systems were sending people into fire zones because Waze was not aware that there was a fire there and there was no traffic there. So it was sending cars into them. Which, which points out one of the things that came earlier in your show, um, your uh, excellent uh, computer analyst fellow uh, was talking about how um, uh, that the designers of these chips did not anticipate the problems that they were creating. I know. I mean, they got caught. Think about all this technology that's around us. We don't really know what artificial intelligence is going to do or no. what the implications of having our phones constantly welded to our heads, you know. I mean, what's, what, what's going to happen with that? I, I don't want to sound like I'm, you know, paranoid or nervous, but I think we don't think enough about these things. What about information overdrive, Stanley? Can we get too much? Definitely. I mean, I think there's a case to be made for people being less educated now, but more informed you know, yeah. you know, you know what's happening with the Kardashians. You know what's happening with, uh, you know, the latest gossip from Washington or, you know, what's happening with a bunch of stories that, that really don't have any bearing on, on your life. We we're terribly informed on a moment-to-moment basis. I don't know about you, but I have these alerts on my phone. Me too. I, I constantly get... get you know, a dis- <laughs> unsettling news that I don't really want to hear about, constantly telling me what's going on. But at the same time, I think people read less. I think people talk about ideas less. I think people talk about religion less. I think there's just a, a draining away of some of the kind of things that people used to be interested in. Instead, we're replacing it with a lot of factoids and garbage that uh, the Internet makes uh, tremendously available to us. And it's very seductive. It's very interesting to hear, you know, about the latest sex change operation or whatever's happening with some wacky celebrity. But at the same time, how does that really in the long run enrich our lives at all, you know? That's well, you know, in, in our days, uh, you're, you're uh, younger than I am. In in our I'm days, I'm not that much younger than many people. So. <laughs> I mean, we would get our breaking news from the radio, or our buddy Walter Cronkite would come rushing into his studio mm-hmm. and report that JFK had been assassinated. Mm-hmm. Um, nowadays, you're right. I mean, now on your smartphone, instantly you'll get all kinds of news, whether the president did this or something happened somewhere else. I mean, it's it's instant and it's right at our fingertips. And some of it is news. And some of it is not. Now. And some of it is not. And, you know, I mean, the effect of Twitter on our culture has been, I think, very corrosive and very bad. Twitter is very fun, you know, to, to kind of use if it's, it's kind of a hobby. But a lot of people um, use it as a way to get their anger out. And I think if you do a Google search on the phrase, Twitter is outraged, you would find like 40 trillion hits every oh day. There's outrage out there. Outrage. Everybody's outraged. About yeah, there's, there's, there's madness everywhere. Well, let me ask you a spiritual question about yes. all this. If we get to the point where we create new bodies, download memory, consciousness, what about the soul? Mm-hmm. If you believe in the soul 
in that it goes to heaven, it goes to hell, or whatever happens to it, mm-hmm. how would a soul be attached to the, your new body? I think you've just asked the central question of this book, but also of all such discussions about life extension and about, you know, this kind of immortality. I think it's quite possible that you could, in the future, download much of what you would recognize as a person. I think it's also very questionable as to whether the soul would come with it. I agree. That's what I think the real, the real sort of monster movie, science fiction movie kind of thing could happen, which is that you would transfer a person, and that would be a person, but it wouldn't be the, the person that you knew or the person that you loved, because that little spark, whatever that is that made that person what they were, that does not get transferred electronically because it's not in the electronics. Well, you know, I know people who are happy-go-lucky, for example. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe that personality trait does not get downloaded because it's just not part of the new system. And so you look at somebody and you go, well, you know, that looks like Bill. It acts like Bill a little bit, but he's not laughing like Bill. It has Bill's memories. It has a lot of Bill's experience, and maybe a, a, a tremendous amount of them is there, but maybe not all of him, and that's a little creepy. Uh, Stephen King once wrote a book called Pet Cemetery, yes. where they, he brought back to life a you know, beloved pet, except it's not the same thing. It's not the same pet. It's he, got a little evil to it. It really Well, it's Stephen King we're talking about, <laughs> so of course. But, uh, but I think that's really an interesting question, and I think my book... You know, I don't, this is not a book that says, hey, I'm really looking forward to all of this, you know. I mean, my book really takes a look at do we want to live in the future that we're creating for ourselves? I mean, that's the central question, you know. Do, do we want to live in a future where everything is digital, where people know what we eat and drink and anticipate it and say, hey, you're going to love this movie or, hey, you're going to love this person? You know, who knows? The idea of living forever, however, has its moments. I mean, I would like to be around to see what's going to happen in 200 years, 300 years. Well, as long as you're comfortable still, right? Uh, yeah, um, you want to be comfortable, which, which speaks to the need to, to kind of figure out how to transfer your consciousness as opposed to how to give yourself a new leg. I- exactly. And, and what about Social Security that's already over-zapped? Yeah, I mean, yeah, how's how's it going to how's it going to pay people if you're if you're around forever? Well, we're moving into into an era where um, enormous corporations begin to take on the role that government once did, and I wonder whether the corporation will own you. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at one a.m. Eastern, and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.